0: in christ alone my hope is found and he is my life my strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground it is indeed peculiar times that we find ourselves in we find ourselves in a crisis of of guagantum nature we find ourselves in a time that we have never known we have always looked at ourselves and wondered has it ever been like this in the world this is unique this is global this is deep, this is unprecedented the chaos that we are seeing, the destruction the death, the pain the complete chaos that we are seeing around the world we wonder will it ever be the same again many a time I know I have looked through and I have said that indeed this is a time Uh, When we are going to say that there was before corona and then after corona. In fact, our lives have changed forever. What was before corona will not be the same again after corona. And because there's so many questions that we find ourselves in, many are wondering how, which is the way that we ought to go? How should we handle ourselves in a crisis like this? It is global in its effects. It is deep, it is economical, it is social. It envelops every aspect of our lives. There is no aspect that has not been spared. Everything has been touched by this crisis that is going on. And yet today I come to to, to, to tell you that there is a way. There is a way. Many are asking, how are we going to navigate through this time? How are we going to find a a course, how we're going to live our lives, there is a way. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter number 10 that there actually is a living way. There is a new and a living way that has been made for you and for me. There is a living way that we can operate in, that we can walk in, and we can find help. The book of Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse number 16 says this, Ask, uh, go, stand, (laughs) stand. by the ancient uh, uh, road and ask ask for the ancient paths that you may walk in them. And it says that this good way, this good way will help you and will lead you in the, in, in the right place. And indeed, this is what we are saying this morning. That there are many ways that we could look at. There are many ways that people are thinking about. There are many ways that people are, are, are wondering about. But listen, Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 12 says, There is a way which seems right to a man. But its end is death. There is a way that looks right. It seems right to man. But there is, its end actually is death. Many are looking for ways in which we can overcome. Many are looking for ways in which we can live, we can survive, we can make another day. Many are looking for ways. But Hebrews chapter 10 tells us in verse number 20 that there is a new and there is a living way. Which God himself has inaugurated through his own flesh. There is a new and a living way. I want to tell you there is a new and a living way for us to be able to live. God has provided us a way in which we can navigate through the vicissitudes of life. One of my friends uh, who happens to preach here once in a while says that we can navigate through the pandashukas of life. There's a lot of pandashukas. There's a lot of vicissitudes. There's a lot of issues. There are things that are coming, rising every single day in our lives. And yet God has provided a way. For us to be able to navigate through these things that are life. There is a way. Let me tell you that in Exodus chapter number 33, Moses was talking to God. And Moses said to the Lord, He says this in verse number 12, You have been telling me, lead these people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name. And you have found favor with me. You know, God had spoken to to, to Moses. And God had told Moses this I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. But the circumstances of his life were showing as though there were things that there was something that was missing. The circumstances of his life caused him to be in a place where he's wondering, How will I lead these people? How will I live my life? How will I go on? I don't know. And therefore, in verse number 13, he asks, If you are pleased with me, Lord, teach me your ways so that I may know you. And number two, so that I may find favor with you. Teach me your ways that I may know you and that I may find favor with you. Listen, Moses, who we know as one of the most, uh, the meekest men in the world, who we know as one of the champions of faith, he also was stuck in a place where he didn't know how he ought to walk. He didn't know the way in which he ought to go. And yet he prayed this prayer. Lord, teach me your way. Teach me this one that is the ancient paths. This one that is the good way. Teach me this one that I may know you. And listen, as I look at this verse, I begin to understand something. That if God would teach you his ways, then you would know him. The product of knowing his ways is knowing him. Ah, there's a way in which you could know. You could know me. You could know the things that I do. You could know know things about me. But you don't really know me. You don't really know me. But if you know my ways, then you know me. I know that in our lives, we have people who are close to us. My own wife, I know her ways. I know when she looks at me in a certain manner, I know what that means. She doesn't even have to say a word. I know her ways. And I know her because of the things that I have observed about how she operates. I don't just know her name. I just don't know where she came from. I just don't know her birthday. I just don't know facts about her. But I know her ways. And in the same manner, God is saying that if you know his ways, then you will begin to know him. And number two, you will find favor with him. Moses prayed this prayer. He says, Lord, teach me your ways. And you know God answered him. Because later... David writes in Psalm 103 and verse number 7. He says he made known to Moses. He made known his ways to Moses. And his deeds or his acts to the children of Israel. Psalm 103 verse number 7. He made known his ways to Moses. Moses prayed and God made known his ways to to him. So it it is true that God answers prayer. And if today we would pray this prayer, brothers and sisters who are going through this crisis of guagantum nature, this crisis that is big, global in its effect and nature, he can show us the way in which we ought to go. He can show us the way in which we ought to live. And listen, I'm intrigued as I began to read this portion. I began to realize that God actually answered him, but he answered Moses in a, in a, in a strange manner. Because Exodus chapter 33 and verse number 14 says, the Lord replied after moses had prayed teach me your ways then the lord replied my presence will go with you and i will give you rest he said teach me your ways teach me your ways show me your ways and then god says my presence will go with you what kind of answer is that we would have expected that god would say okay i shall teach you my ways but listen the answers of god are dynamic. They are beyond our understanding. He says, listen, you have asked me to teach me your ways, that that I may show you myself, my, my ways. Indeed, then my presence will go with you. And the Bible goes on to say, I will give you rest. Verse number 15 of Exodus 33. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? Listen, God answered his prayer. But the prayer that was answered was answered in the God kind of manner. There is a manner in which God answers prayer. You may expect that he may answer in this kind of manner. But his answer was this. My presence will go with you. Listen, the presence of God is dynamic. And I want to tell you a few things. About this, the presence of the Lord, what the presence of the Lord caused that the faithful people in the Old Testament to observe. They who are faithful in the Old Covenant, they observed something when the presence of the Lord was with them. Some of the things they observed, four things I want to highlight to you. Four things that they observed. Number one is this, the Lord says, my presence will go with you. Uh, When you go with the Lord, when the presence of the Lord goes with you, number one, you know God. You will know God. You will know God. That's what Moses said. Let's show me, teach me your ways that, then that I may know you. But listen, God says, my when my presence comes with you, you will know me. And you will not know me by theory. You will not know me by reading a book about somebody and something. You will not know me by, by things, that stories you have been told. You will know me by experience. When the presence of the Lord comes, you will know that he is the children of Israel. They knew him as the provider. Every single day of their lives, manna was given to them. Without fail, six days, every day, six days of a week, manna was there for them. They knew that God was their supply. They knew that God was the provider of manna. They knew it. They experienced it. It was not a story that they were told. They knew it. When the presence of the Lord comes, you know him. You begin to know him. They knew him as a protector. Hey, there was a fire by night, a pillar of fire by night, a a cloud by day. That cloud protected them from the heat. He was a protector. That fire protected them from from the animals, the wild animals at night. He shows. They knew it. When they saw the wild animals from afar, they knew it. They experienced it. They knew that he is a protector. Nobody had to convince them. They knew it. They experienced it, that God was a protector. They knew that he was a provider. He provided quails. He provided meat for them in the desert. He provided for them water. They knew it. They knew it. It was an experience. Nobody could shake the experience. Listen, when the presence of God goes with you, you will know him. You will know him. You will know him as a protector. You will know him as a shield. You will know him in ways that cannot be described, but it's experiential. Experiential. The second thing that we observe, the faithful people, and I'm talking about faithful people of the Old Testament, what they saw, they got rest. The Bible says, uh, eh? my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Oh, the people, don't we need rest? people need rest. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse number 15 says, in repentance and in rest is your salvation. In quietness and in trust is your strength. God is saying something, oh, that there is going to be rest in in him. When his presence comes with us, we will be rested. When his presence comes with us, uh, in fact, Psalm 23 talks about it. Uh, he will lead us uh, in the paths. Uh, he will pay, take us to places where there are pastures. Even though we are surrounded by our enemies, he will set a table before us. Uh, in the presence of COVID, he will set a table before us. In, in and around the midst of things, you will be at rest in the Lord. The Lord says, in the old, in the, uh, the old people in the old co- covenant, they knew God as a protector, provider, shepherd. They rested in the Lord. The third thing, the presence of the Lord caused faithful people in the Old Testament to be blessed. Because they had the presence of God with them, they were blessed. They were blessed. They were blessed. By the way, to be blessed is a dynamic thing. It is a dynamic thing because a blessing... <laughs> When I, if we, if we begin to explain it to us, the blessing is the enablement of the potential of God to become available in our realm. The blessing of God is the potential of God to become available in our realm. Ah, it means that the potential of God can become available right here and right now. If you are blessed, it means that the potential of God can become seen in the realm of man. Hallelujah. And therefore... The presence of the Lord brings this that is called the blessing. And listen, the blessing, I remember in 2 Samuel chapter number 6 and verse number 11 or thereabouts, you talk about uh, 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 David. uh, In fact, from verse number 1, David had wanted now to carry the ark of the covenant uh, to the city of David. And as they were carrying it uh, on a cart, they were carrying it on a cart. uh, uh, Uzzah was beside it and, 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 the, and the, the, the cows stumbled. And it seemed as though the Ark of the Covenant was about to fall. Uzzah struck out his hand to save the Ark and God struck him. And David, fear came upon David in Second Samuel chapter number 6. He said, hey, hey, this thing, I don't want it. And the Bible tells me that it was diverted to the home of a certain Gentile called Obed-Edom. My Bible tells me that the presence of the Lord was there in Obed-Edom's house. Obed-Edom was, number one, a Gentile. He was a man not of the old covenant. The old covenant was only for Jews. But yet, because the presence of the Lord was in his house, in in, in the nature of an ark of the covenant, the Bible says that the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Because of the presence of the Lord, Just the presence of the Lord. David and everyone in Israel began to observe and they said, hey, there is something here. This man has been blessed. It was just three months and there was a turnaround in Obed-Edom's life because of the presence of God. Obed-Edom may not have been a worshiper of God in the manner that we have known, but because of the presence of the Lord, things changed. Ah, brothers and sisters, this is the old covenant. The fourth thing, is that in the Old Covenant, the presence of the Lord made a distinction between the children of God and the children of the world. Yes, in in, in Exodus uh, chapter number 10 and verse number 23, uh, we read and, and we find out that just as the plagues were happening in Israel, the plagues were happening, there was a plague of locusts that happened. then the next plague that came after the locust was a plague of darkness. And brothers and sisters, there was a darkness in the whole of the land. A darkness that was so thick that it could be touched. And the Bible says that in Goshen, there was light. God made a distinction between the children of God and the rest of the world. This is in the old covenant. I wonder, I wonder, if these things were present in the old covenant how about now because Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse number 1 says this for the law since it has only a shadow of the good things to come and not the very form of things can never be by the same sacrifices which they continually they, they offer continually year by year make perfect those who draw near the law the old covenant cannot make perfect and the law has with it a shadow a shadow not the real thing my friends the blessing that we have seen here was only a shadow what we have talked about being made a distinction is only a shadow when we look in the old testament when we look in the old testament the knowledge of god what they had then is only a shadow of what we can have today ah i don't know if you're hearing me the blessing of God that we saw there in the old covenant is only a shadow of what we have in the present today. And Hebrews is telling us this. The writer of Hebrews is telling us, the law only had a shadow. It only had a shadow. Ha! Huh. <laughs> These great benefits that were there in the old covenant, uh, they only formed a shadow. Listen to what uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 9. We have come into a new dispensation with Jesus. Because he has established a second order. He has established a second order. I wish there was somebody who would say a hallelujah somewhere. He has established a second order that is greater, that is higher, that is superior to anything that the Old Testament could ever have. We have it. We are blessed. (laughs) We have been made distinct. we are, we are above and not beneath. We have the promises of God in light of the things that we have discussed now, brothers and sisters. In light of these things, we ought then to live a certain kind of way. Hebrews chapter number 10 tells us, therefore, therefore, brethren, in verse number 19, Hebrews 10 and verse number 19, all of these things I have been laying before you. It says that the old covenant had some things, they were shadows, but now you have come to a superior thing. You have come to a better thing. Therefore, now, since we have this confidence to enter the holy place, we now can enter the holy place. Eh, Before, it was an ark that was carried by left, left and right by people. Now, we have the ability to enter into the holy place. Hallelujah. Before, high priests only would enter. Now, we can enter by will. Because the Bible says there is a new and a living way which has been inaugurated for us. I want to talk about four things that we ought to do as believers. Four things, and then we close it. Four things. The first thing comes from verse number 22 of of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10 and verse number 20 says, Let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Let us draw near to this God. Let us draw near with full assurance of faith. Why? Hey, because this God of ours is awesome. Draw near with a sincere heart. Fear not this God. Fear him not. Draw near. Come with full assurance, having your heart sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Come before him. Repent. Ask him to cleanse you and then come boldly to his throne. There are people here who are, who are, are seeing problems ahead of them, but they are fearing coming before the Lord because of the, that they know what they have done in the past. This is what the Lord is saying unto you. Come in full assurance. Come with a sincere heart. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Yes, and I will wash you. You have come with red as scarlet, but I will wash you as white as snow. Come, says the Lord. Number two, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Hold fast the confession of your faith. Listen, in these trying times, when rumors, innuendo, and such things are flying left, right, and center. Every day, there's a new thing that is happening. Every day, there's bad news and worse news. and The potential of even terrible news. Oh, they're telling us in this country, things are going to go elephant. They're saying all manner of things about things. And you begin to wonder and say, hey, we are finished. But this is what the Bible says. In this season, hold fast the confession Of our hope without wavering. Why? Because he who has promised is faithful. Hallelujah. He who has promised is faithful. He has promised that whoever or whatsoever is born of God has overcome the world. He has promised uh, that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He has promised uh, oh, that he will provide for you. David said that uh, from when I was uh, young until now I'm old, I have not seen the righteous forsaken or their seed-begging bread. David has said this about God. This is our God. We should not begin to say and to waver and to think, oh, 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 we are in the new covenant, brothers and sisters, a superior one than what the children of Israel had. The children of Israel, they never lacked food in the wilderness. In the dryness, they never lacked water. Ah, who is telling you that you will lack food, you lack water, you will not. Hold fast your confession without wavering because our God is faithful. The third thing is this, let us consider how we can stimulate one another in love and good deeds. Ah, stimulate one another, encourage one another in love and good deeds. Right now, there are people who are missing food. We know in the situation around, there are people who, use, uh, who, who normally do casual labor. They are paid every single day. And now labor fields have been closed. There is no place for them to have food. There is no place for them to make money. And they are suffering and they are among us. Believers, some of them are believers. And the Lord says that we need to encourage and to stimulate one another. To love and to good deeds. As a church, we have come up and we have said we are putting up something of a a package of food that we may give out to people, especially in our heartland here. Because God has called us into this heartland. We need to be the voice, the hands and the feet of God in this season. And you are the ones that I am speaking to at home that you may join in with K3C and be and show, stimulate one another to love and to good deeds. Won't you? reach into your pockets, uh, and give out unto the Lord. Something that will help the people who are in this neighborhood. Something that will cause them to know that there is a God who remembers them, even though the season is bad. Spur one another on to love and to good deeds. Spur one another on. Let me encourage you to be calling one another. Call people up. Don't just be at home quiet. Call people up. Find out how are you doing. There are some people who you have not called in a long time. Call them call them up in Jesus' name and ask them the fourth and the last thing uh, that we ought not to forsake the own assembling together as some are in the habit of doing. There are some who do not enjoy church and this season is very good for them because they don't enjoy coming. They forsake the gathering of saints but God is saying do not forsake it. The government has said do not come together. And we are obeying them. Do not come together. But there are other ways that we can come together. Not physically. We can come together digitally. Just like what we are doing today. Do not forsake the gathering of saints. Don't forsake it. Why? Because we encourage one another. And all the more as we see the day approaching. How many know that the day is approaching? When we look at these things that are happening around. My friends in my own heart, I am convinced beyond a shadow of doubt that Jesus is soon coming. And when Jesus is soon coming, we need not forsake the gathering together of saints. Whether it be in the digital realm, ah, uh, however it may be, it may be on the telephone, it may be whatever, whichever device that you can use, gather together. Gather together. Some of us as families we need to gather together as families in the house that we are. Let us create altars. Family altars. You have not been doing it in the past. Now do it. You have forsaken it. The Bible says it is the habit of some to avoid it. Now it is the time for you to come and to assemble together in your homes. Digitally. Come because this is the thing that the Lord is asking of you. And if you do this You will be walking in the way of the Lord. You'll be walking in the way of the Lord. As a conclusion, therefore, I want to say this. Do not throw away your confidence. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 35. Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just very little while. I want to say this is prophetic. To some of you who are listening, in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. You have been waiting for the Lord to come through for you. And you have been thinking that now this COVID season has now closed that door completely. This is what the Lord says. He who is coming will come and will not delay. The Lord is coming through for you. You have been waiting and wondering, will I, will I get a job? <laughs> now with COVID, will I ever get a job? The Lord would say to you, he who is coming will come and will not delay. You have been asking him for a spouse. You have been asking him and you have been saying, now in this era of social distancing, where will I? He who is coming will soon come. One you, He will soon come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. Listen, there is a time for faith. And God has said from the beginning of this year that we are a people who are being perfected in our faith. This is a season for us to arise and to shine and to say that the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith, not by rumors, innuendo, not by the stories uh, that we hear, not by fake news or real news, whatever it may be, we will not live by it. We will live by faith. In a righteous God. And God is saying, this is our time to rise. Why? Because uh, it is faith that will move us forward. And the Bible says that if you shrink back, he will not be pleased with you. Ah, why? Because the final verse is verse number 39. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. We are not. We are not. Uh, but of those who believe and are saved. Ah, COVID has come. Indeed, the locusts have come. Indeed, floods have come. Indeed, fires have come. Indeed, bad news have come. Wherever it may come from, we are not of those who shrink back. We don't shrink back. We hold fast our confession of our hope. We hold back. We believe. And indeed, we shall be saved. One as a You and I shall be saved so long as we are trusting in Jehovah, our Lord and our Savior. Father, we thank you we bless your holy name because there is nobody like you there is no king like our king today we come lord and we are saying that we want your presence want you teach us your ways want you teach us your ways that we may walk in this season in a manner that you are leading want you give us your presence O oh god Your presence that will guide us, that will show us. May we experience you, O God. May we experience the power of God. May we see the blessing, O God, and have the release of the potential of God in this earthly realm that we are living in. King of glory, may you have your way with our lives. Have your way with us. There's somebody maybe who is listening to me now who is not born again. And And the Lord would want you. You know you want to surrender. You know that things are not right with you. You know today is the time to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are you may be in the silence of your room. And you're listening to me right now. This is it. Won't you just pray this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. I surrender to your presence. I come in as I am. Forgive me. Cleanse me make my life new. I am now a follower of you. In Jesus' name. If you pray this prayer, please write into to us. Write into to us. Give us a comment. Let us know that you have made this decision because we want to walk with you. We want to show you the way in which God has set the provision of God for a season such as this. God has set provisions for you. It is for you and for me to come in obedience and walk therein because they are ancient parts, and this it, it is called the good way.